On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if the taste buds are running to see the walking dead, that is. If the Legends of Tomorrow episode is the last one. And who is cooler, Bobby Drake or Colin from the Timeline Scavengers? All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book or comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host of this episode. So everyone, take a chance, run outside, shout it from the rooftops. Cassie, Cassie's on, Cassie's podcasting. I'm here, you guys. Cassie's here! (laughs) Thank you, everyone who went to the rooftop and screamed that right now. Um, One person who didn't scream it, though, is Ryan. Ryan, why? It's... I am not. I need lots of vocal workouts before I could bring my screaming voice. Okay, well, we'll, we'll take the you time. Plebeians. We'll take the time for right you now. To, yeah, you can do the vocal warm ups. <laughs> <here. Great. laughs> that was. And then you fucking interrupt the scream. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Shit. No, it's I'm not, an art form. I'm not doing I do it need now. to hear the scream. You're warmed up at least. Cassie's, <laughs> Cassie's here. I'm not going to take it anymore. What? You're not going to take it anymore? Is this just turned into a musical and I'm the villain? Yeah. I don't like that. You scream. Musical villain energy. Thank you. I've worked on that my whole life. So thank you so much. I feel like I've peaked all of a sudden. Um, here with me, who's a real friend who did go and scream it, is of course Caitlin. <laughs> Cassie, I'm always here for you, Cassie. I just want to let you know I I would never leave your side. Cassie, Cassie. Was that Caitlin or Christina that came on? Cassie, I'm here for you all the time. Why is she just, she just has her index finger up and she's just waving it everywhere as she talks. Oh, I am very excited to introduce this person. Uh, We do, of course, a new friend to the pod is Colin from the Timeline Scavengers. Oh my God, hang on. Hey, sorry. Hey, did I just hear Cassie's podcasting? I'm podcasting. Holy yeah, shit. I'm, I'm so excited. Hey, everyone. It's me, Colin. That's right. God, this chair is so noisy, and I didn't notice that until I ran into it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I made it squeaky. I needed, like, a hype crew, and I made the chair my hype crew. But Every did, time did it squeaks, it's like, signal? what? Sorry. Did you get the bat signal all the way out to you? I or did, did you yeah. hear, Did you hear Christina McDougal over here? <laughs> Shouting from the rooftops all the way to your house. I heard, I heard both. It's kind of like, you know, you hear the alarm, you look for like the flashing light kind of thing, and instead it's the signal. You're like, okay, gotta go. You know, got in my, uh, yeah, I don't know, Cassie Mobile. I, I have nice. one. Yeah, I bought one. Casserole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not very many people bought that, so thank you for being the one person who Yeah, it's the replica. My... It did cost me my entire life savings, but it's uh, it's worth it, I think. It, I, w- I would agree that it is also worth it. And you have a good box that you're living in, so what more do you need? You can live in the car when you need. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. It's all for one. 
Um, do you guys just want to talk about me for this intro, or should I just, like say what's coming up in this? Well, episode? Why don't we try something different for this episode? Okay, of doing not talking about me. Yeah, that's let's just try it out. See what happens. That seems let's like see what happens. A, I don't want to see what happens. Let's just try it out. <laughs> All right, we're gonna try it out. So this episode, we got a bunch of shows we're talking about, but most importantly for the main event, we're talking about The Walking Dead, and that's coming up right now. On the season 11 part 2 premiere, we pick right back off with everyone trying to escape the flaming arrows, leaving them scattered and do- doing their own fights. We see the kids fighting zombies in some water, Priest Gabriel murdering another priest, while most of the crew is trying to take down Carver. After turning back on a deal for Carver, Maggie goes on a murder spree, and they all are about to rebuild again until the Commonwealth shows up and offers them an interesting deal. Taste buds, I ask you this. This was probably the best episode of The Walking Dead in years, but was it good enough to be good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Can I mean, we say it was Here's, good? I think, the issue. Like, now we're supposed to spend, like, 10, 15 minutes analyzing. Yes. And there's nothing left to talk about because you went through all the plot points. Everything cool that happened. You already said it. There's a surprise yeah. at the end, bro. There is a surprise at the end. I left a surprise. I'm yeah. sorry. Do I not know how to summarize? Is this just a critique on me? Are you telling me my summary is bad? No, I'm saying... Oh, You're actually too good is the, is the issue. <laughs> the show... Leaves nothing to talk about except for the plot points that happen, is okay. what I'm saying. Okay. Yes. You, you did wonderfully. Thank you. Thank you. I do need to I agree with that. <laughs> there, okay, so this is my first episode of Walking Dead ever. I've, oh. I've watched like spinoffs, the spinoff of The Walking Dead, but I've never actually seen Walking Dead proper. Um, huh. So when Ryan proposed it as the most exciting episode, I was like, oh, okay, I might like it. There wasn't a lot that happened. In the 60 minute episode like plot moving forward wise yeah, there's but, literally nothing that ever happened yeah so i realized yeah. that there was like a lot more i would have understood if i would have watched a lot but also what? like i there wasn't a ton though when i said exciting i meant like the set pieces the yeah. individual scenes are a little bit better written and shot than the typical episode there was a fight scene that you could totally tell they were not like hitting each other. And then the <laughs> mm-hmm, sound effects mm-hmm. were like slightly off too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> this is what we're working with. <laughs> it's I see like what we're doing. The WWED. The, the, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm trying to make some sort of yeah. wrestling. The wrestling, meets, yeah. The wrestling the walking dead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But um, it, does, it does have that vibe. Colin, have you, how much of Walking Dead have you seen? I watched up through, I want to say it's like either season five or six, which I honestly think is longer than anyone should have watched it through. Um, I loved the comics. And when they were like, hey, the books are actually not quite coming out fast enough for us because we're going to hit where they are pretty soon. So let's just wax poetic. Let's just start adding shit. And there was some interesting stuff that they did, I think. Like, I'm going to put that in quotes. It reminded me a lot of like other TV shows that are made from comic books, like Luke Cage, where you have some really good stuff, but then they made the seasons far too long. So then they were kind of going, how can we drag this out? And when you have to drag something out, it doesn't work. And so that's what this show is, I think. First of all, Colin, everybody has your story, uh, which is, yeah, I watched I've watched Viking Dead four seasons, five seasons, six seasons, mm-hmm. and then got the fuck out. Most people can't believe it's still on. But I didn't believe it until I heard recently when they were like, this is the final season. I said, what do you mean? This is the, this yeah. is, the, <laughs> it's still on. I, I was shocked when they said that Rick Grimes was leaving. I was like, so that's the end, right? Cause like, that's the no, main character. Years. Yeah. Five and then they kept years. going, but there's a scene Bizarre. in this episode that perfectly, I don't know, uh, sums up exactly what Colin is saying about the show. Um, Aaron 
the guy with the beard who collects driver's license plates, jumps in through a window into water, slow motion with a knife. Just screams in slow motion. And then lands in the water. Kids get out, and he is there. And his feet can't really reach the bottom. Mm -hmm. It's deep. So he's literally (laughs) treading water. He, much like every Uh character on the show, they actually put it literally into the script. These characters are treading water. That's my moment of the week, Cassie. But it did look like... Back to looks, like that's the best one of those scenes I've looked in a while. Like the and slug- it was kind of scary. Yeah. It was a little spooky. Like when the kids were having to kill the zombies, like I had a flashback to me trying to kill a bug as a kid, and I was like, <laughs> same level, same amount of fear. You <laughs> kill you that in water? <laughs> yeah. There. Always. So I know I already said that the fight scenes weren't cool, but there was one cool moment that I really appreciated. It was with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Negan? Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he... You could come Denny Duquette. It's okay. Den- okay, Denny, sorry, Denny from Grey's Anatomy um, came and he, he did the classic sand of the face. But he... <laughs> to uh, the Carver. I think, Carver, I think yeah. the name. Uh-huh. To Carver, he did sand of the face and then he had put a bell on his hand yep. and used his bell hand to punch this guy. And I was like, if anything is more comic book than that, like that is comic book right there. Also, where does it take place? In a hallway. In a hallway. And the fight scene that was not good, not in a hallway. Not in a hallway. What are yeah. we doing here? So that there's is... a recipe for this, folks. <laughs> right. Daredevil wrote that recipe back in oh shit. I don't remember what year that was. Two thousand twelve. Yeah. I'll support Maybe. it. I'll stamp it. Two thousand thirteen, fourteen. Somewhere it was the mid two thousand tens, is all I'll say. <laughs> and once they did that, all action scenes from comic book stuff immediately became irrelevant if it wasn't in a hallway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hashtag hallways always. <laughs> oh, great! great. But marketing yeah. was that marketing? <laughs> yeah. I think hey, you might earn a badge. You, yeah, <laughs> hey, you've done but, it. I'm proud of you. I did see, like, obviously when it is a hallway scene, you automatically have to compare it to Daredevil, and I was like, they know this, right? And then he mm-hmm. did the little step off the yep. the wall. You have, have, have to do that. <laughs> that. You have to do that. I that was a moment where I literally had flashbacks to Daredevil, but I was yeah. like, this is like a subpar Daredevil. Yeah, and then they did the mm-hmm. sand of the face, and I was like, okay. <laughs> but, I, like I love and I don't know Carver so when yeah. he was trapped I was like oh you're screwed buddy and he smiles and he's like well thank you guys for collecting yourself so I don't have to find you and then proceeds to beat the shit yeah. out of him yeah. but oh. all of the weapons that they have all of the different attacks because it's three on one pale in comparison to a handful of sand and a fucking ding dong <laughs> on the head the whole the writing team really came together to make this beautiful piece because they there was a moment where he like goes to the back room where it looks like he's gonna bail on them he leave Maggie to die and I was like oh that sneaky bitch and then he comes out with sand and he's like hey motherfucker and I was like no they're not no they're not so <laughs> as, as being my first episode of Walking Dead there was a mm-hmm. commentary after the oh, yeah. series and they do talk about the bell and sand scene and mm-hmm. the reason why they would have a bell and sand in just a room. In a room? Yeah. <laughs> and they like, this is Maggie's hideout. And because Maggie's there, she obviously has sand to put out fire and a bell to warn people. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know who Maggie is, but I do know that she that's was the bullshit. chick in the hallway. <laughs> she, oh, she, oh, in the red shirt? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She rules. She rules. She's the okay. one who did all the murders. Well, so obviously, right. sand murder she bell. She always keeps her sand <laughs> and bell nearby. Well, the she, sand I buy, the bell I don't, especially like in a world where you're like, hey, sound attracts zombies. And so she's like, cool. 
ding, 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 ding. Like she's in like some, like this is a very niche thing for someone who's also down technically doesn't believe in religion. But it's like, you know, it's like she's going to the little bell choir thing. She's like, hey, folks, just a little entertainment for you. Oh, you mean here's, the uh, kids in high here's, school? Yeah, here's Wonderwall by, you know, in, in bell Do you form. mean Cassie in high school? Uh, <laughs> I rocked it, wow. you guys. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, if you, if that was you, then I, you know, go ahead and cut that. If, if that have... puts you on blast, <laughs> go ahead and cut that. Right? Um, we did a bell performance. We did a stop performance. I had a, I was trash can drumming for a long time. Ah, how how do we yeah. not have footage of this? <laughs> now that I burned rules. it all. <laughs> burned it all i um, you know i no want to say though that real real fast about the sand thing before we move past that is just that i appreciate that the walking dead understands um like the source material right you know it's a very common thing with like anime you know having to do things directly from the manga right so like i appreciate that they knew that king of the hill uh was you know anime source material here for the show so they brought in pocket sand and it like it's just that thing where like it's a such a forgotten piece of lore for this world yeah but pocket sand truly changed cinema i think and so i'm really glad to see walking dead moving in the right direction (laughs) it used to be quicksand that ruled the roost and now it's pocket sand pocket sand uh the scene would have been better if in the uh extra commentary thing that caitlin was talking about if we got to see from Negan's perspective, and it just said, uh, Negan, here. And there's like a sign pointing to a bell in sand. Yeah. And Maggie just knew <laughs> somehow. This would, it would always end this way. Could we, let's talk about Maggie real quick, because she left the show, had an ABC show. It failed. Maggie found her way back on the show somehow. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, forgot about that. I love this version of Maggie, because as Cassie, you said, um, they make a deal with the villains, mm-hmm. and they accept the deal. And then Maggie's like, eh, fuck it, and shoots them all in the back. Yeah. Which, because then making that deal was bullshit. Like, yeah. you can't make a deal like that in this world. And I was like, this is some dumb docking, Walking Dead stuff. And then she just murdered them on all. And I was like, okay, all right, we're doing something. I don't want to belabor this, but you almost said docking wood. <laughs> You're docking wood. Um, and then, <laughs> but the best part is Negan, who is the craziest motherfucker in the history of the show, says, uh-huh. Maggie, I'm out of here. Cause you're a crazy bitch, and I, you're I, you're gonna kill me, and just leaves. And this is it's like instead of killing her, he just knows she's gonna kill him. It's time for me to go. Self preservation. Yeah, because yeah. they do hate each other. Like I thought they were. Like I thought he wasn't gonna leave her to die because they do hate each other. So it is good on him to be like, "You will murder me." Okay, bye. Well, he bashed the shit out of her husband's head. So. That'll oh, do yeah, it. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. I, I mean, was... you know, res- game respect game is like I think is how he left that though. He was like, "Listen." Yeah, I'm not gonna kill you, but I am gonna leave because I think we've we've come to terms with like where we're at. I think let's also, just th- they've switched roles because now Negan can True. control himself and Maggie yeah. cannot. One thing that really surprised me is that I've seen like that death where he bashes someone in with a with a bat. Like I, I saw like like clips of that. I didn't feel like this episode was that gory. Like when Maggie mm-hmm. went and murdered, like I was expecting to see the head cleaved off of someone or, or something like that. They spent mm-hmm. all the budget on the water. And that's they yeah. That's yeah. So Water's true. expensive. Yeah. Water's a, a drought. <laughs> also, let me point out real quick that it's, we're giving all this shit to Walking Dead for still being on and people can't believe it. But Caitlin, did you make a Grey's Anatomy reference? Yeah. That's... Sh- <laughs> Is that show still fucking on? It is, I haven't no, watched it since like. <laughs> Wait, stop! It's still on. It's yeah, inside it's season still nineteen. Yeah, they went to That's the fucking impossible. heaven to see McDreamy and McSteamy. Like, <laughs> no, I think that was in Izzy's mind from a coma. Oh fuck, man! <laughs> Go I <on>. don't know. <laughs> but we do have. We'll get back to the Walking Dead. Another one. Yeah. Sorry for the tangent, but it does have. So we get all those scenes. Um, another person we have going bad is the priest, who I haven't gotten much. <sighs> I 
didn't watch anything with the priest really so it's always been a check-in with him but i know it's a big change for him to all of a sudden be like down with murder and murder. stuff oh yeah and like i'm and he's pretty like, i don't believe <laughs> i'm pretty down with like this murder priest that they're bringing though oh yeah i i like i thought it was so effective i can't believe i, I just said that sentence about oh, an episode of the walking dead but yeah. <laughs> um, gabriel is on the rocks with god right mm-hmm. and maybe like he thinks that their relationship is over and he sees in front of him but he's being truthful. He's being honest about his relationship with God. And he sees in front of him another preacher because, again, game has to recognize game. You know, and we'll talk about this with X-Men, how everybody has to find their counterpart Got in the him. fight. <laughs> and this is priest versus priest. Um, and the guy's saying, like, no, I, I'm killing and I'm doing everything I want, I want and I'm taking and I'm murdering. And it's all because I'm speaking to God. It's in the name of God. And Gabriel's like, you know what? I'm supposed to leave here passively, but fuck you. And then kills him. And kills yes, him. do it. That's like, you guys are in the apocalypse. You've been living in the apocalypse for like 19 years. Like, it's time. Just go ahead and do a murder. <laughs> let's uh, go do a murder. Let's go do a murder, you guys. Um, I'll spend the last little bit of this time talking about, um, at the very end, we get the Commonwealth showing up. You know, everybody is like, they sent off the bad guys. They're kind of like, now we rebuild. We go, some go our separate ways. Some of us stay. And then um, these like half stormtroopers come yeah. rolling up yeah. on horses. And I don't know why they entered horses first when there is this country guy who's just like, oh, we're friends here. He like ducks all through the horses to be like, friends, 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 friends. And um, it was a wild introduction to the Commonwealth. Well, Eugene is slow. So he probably had been sprinting for miles. I mean, it was messed up to not put him on the horse when he is the like, he's the face the of it. The chubbier one. Oh, yes. <laughs> Both things are true. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. So then we find out that the Commonwealth is led by this, I don't know, this business dude, and they have a full presentation of like, look at look at this place you guys have in ruins. I could fix this, essentially. And as someone who has given public speeches or whatever, with has given presentations, uh, for him to be introduced, and the guy who is introducing him claps, and nobody in the audience claps, let me tell you, I know that feeling, and it <laughs> <Yeah>. sucks. <laughs> it's also like really strange that like people are still doing timeshare presentations yeah. during yes! the like the apocalypse it's like hey bud we could leave that it's like all the mlms could be gone like we don't need your lululemon stuff like in the apocalypse i need something practical you know what i mean in the apocalypse we get to see humans true nature all the bullshit goes away and it's just the true nature and humans true nature is mlms and and this guy's thing is like my true nature Timeshares. Hi, this is Boca Raton. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I, I know nothing about actual timeshares. He was like wearing a suit. I yeah. was looking a lot at like yeah. the, clean, like what everyone was wearing, and it was like all dirty, grimy, black. And then there's this guy in this gray suit, like mm-hmm. three piece suits. Like, where Pressed. did you even get this? Mm-hmm. And he came in hot with just like, do you guys want to be your own boss? And I was like, I'm yeah. here. Yes. Can I own a Lamborghini? Tell me what all I get. But um, this is, guys, now we get to the part with I didn't spoil in the intro. Um, he offers a deal of like, you know, I can help you guys rebuild this or I have another thing where you guys can like join my team or some shit. And then we cut to six months later and Daryl is on their team. And Maggie is not. And that shit's about to go down. Mm-hmm. So I'm picking Maggie, by the way. Oh, for sure. She is oh, yeah. large and in charge. At this point, like I was surprised that Daryl's still a part of the team, that there was like any of the originals, really. Because Daryl's been there since the beginning. But also, like I think he's just... You got to know that he's always going to come... Like, Can they do anything interesting with Daryl when he's always going to... like He's the staple. He's always going to be coming back to good. He's never going to die. Like I don't know if it is that interesting to have him. Yeah, uh, I think that the problem was when Rick Grimes left... 
grimy. Um, <laughs> they move Daryl into the spotlight. Yeah. And you're right, because Daryl is a two-dimensional character, you mm-hmm. know? But we got to watch Rick and Maggie and uh, Carol deal with these things, you know? Deal with inner turmoil, as good as uh, The Walking Dead can provide. Yes. But Daryl is, you know, he's the, he's the Logan. He's the Gambit. He's the sort of... Two-dimensional guy. That seems guy. very insulting. <laughs> I'm sorry. It does. There's, there's a well, line. He's dirty. <laughs> it's, it's close, but G- Gambit it's is very, very insulting. <laughs> it's also like really interesting and like kind of weird to see because I understand when you take something like a comic book and you're like, we need to change up the order of things, uh, whether it's because contracts end faster than you expect, or if it's just sort of like a thing of if we do everything literally as it happens in the comics, everyone's going to always know what the twist is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's very few things, at least as far as like major deaths that happen in the series that happen when they actually did in the comics or exactly how they happen. Uh, Glenn being pretty much one of the main ones. Um, but I also understand why they never changed that one. I feel like that one was like one of the most like, not controversial, but it was like huge when that happened in the books as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, So it's like, yeah, you kind of can't change that in a way. Um, But the thing is, is that like Daryl is not in the books. He was completely created for the show. And so when they just sort of add this character from episode one all the way to now, and it's just kind of like, we can kind of keep him alive because he can fill in for pretty much anyone that's either still supposed to be alive or maybe was supposed to die. So like maybe we'll maybe make you think that maybe he's going to leave or something, you know, they just kind of use him as this giant. Well, we can use him to write off anything. He's like a blank slate. Yeah, pretty much. We can just color of any color. And I mean, the other thing too is that this is something that I grew up with is boys like him, you know, like you have this character because boys think he's cool and will continue to watch, even though there's almost nothing compelling about him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Boys don't care about that. They're they're like gruff voice, gruff gruff voice, long sexiness. Hair. But I'll never admit it to myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. The crossbow was fucking cool though when he was. was rolling with that. I don't know if he still is rolling with that. Actually, I think about I think it. He but like an arrow in this one. Yeah, but it's like when he was rolling with that, I was kind of like pretty cool though. It's not gonna cool. lie. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens with that uh, whenever we check in with it. I don't want to get crazy. I'm I not mean, gonna watch this always. <laughs> we're not gonna watch it. But have you ever felt more compelled to watch the next episode than I, this? I wasn't. Like pissed at myself for watching it this time. So yeah. yourself the entire time. <laughs> like I can't say that about this episode. Just you have. Uh, I quit the show, Ryan. Like in your text, and you just every time hovering over send. When it's like we're wa- covering Walking Dead, I almost instantly send a text of like, I don't know if I could do this anymore, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have that this once. So way to go, Walking Dead. Um, that is all the time we have to talk about it, though. So it's time to talk about a website. Colin, I know you've had a big idea. These other two are going to help you build it. So tell me, do you have a any idea for a website you want to build? Yes. I want to build a website that is just uh, one word, actually. Okay. And so, but. I mean, well, sorry. What I mean is, is what's on the screen is one word. It Was it butts? See, that is a very good guess, and I have considered it, because there is actually, by the way, secret merch on the Scavengers Network uh, website that Caitlin and I made one time, like a long time ago, when we were first learning how to make merch. Uh, We figured out how to make a fanny pack that's pink that just says butts on it. Uh, So that's a classic. But uh, no one's found that menu, by the way. I feel like that's just kind of my challenge out there. No one needs to buy it. I just think it's fun to find it. Um, 
You guys are keeping that hot cake off the, the market? That Pretty hot, much, that yeah. That, that butt fanny pack. <laughs> that butt fanny pack. Uh, but right what I want to do is I want to make a website that just says, should I watch The Walking Dead this week? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's just one word on the screen at all times. And it either says no, yes, or uh, like IDK. Perfect. You know, this sounds like a fully. This sounds like a perfect website. Yeah, I don't think we need to add anything to it. I thought you guys would need to collab, but I think you kind of nailed. You it. can I, run I ads on it though put, like, if you want. Thumb, like a Daryl with a thumbs up, okay. or, or Maggie mm. with thumbs down. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like <laughs> like adding some pictures in there. I think would be fun. Having like Negan just like I don't know, like just shrugging, like kind of comically. Denny's, it's either Denny from Grey's Anatomy in his little like <laughs> his, his hospital his gown, hospital gown, mm-hmm. or you have Denny as Negan, and that's how you know like so is Jeffrey, good or bad. Jeffrey D. Morgan was on Grey's Anatomy. He was he was the best Denny. character on there. He was like in season one or season two. Don't start me on talking about our love for Denny because like oh god he was the best character and they killed him at prom Ryan yeah prom, prom. in the hospital. <laughs> What it was devastating. That's another website we'll build later. But for this one, um, Colin, I know you've you have a fair amount of like expertise when it comes to websites. Um, yeah. But I'm still going to direct you towards my friend Cybersprout.net, okay? Because they're going to be able to help you out. They Ooh. got they got a um, you know they handle everything. <laughs> Uh, premium hosting that's specifically do you need help Cassie yes I do should this be a collab <laughs> I need Cybershot to come in <laughs> they focus on goal driven design uh, they work in hand in hand with you and put a focus on collaboration uh, it's easy to manage if you do want to uh, take it out on your own they got form uh, easy to edit fields uh, custom templates drag and drop tools Cybershot.net a perfect ad forum you guys are welcome coming up next it's time for the pull list was that an ad or a subtract <laughs> Ha 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 ha. Very good. We are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, what happened here, guys? The gang figures out the only way to stop Evil Gideon is to make her the AI to Captain Good Gideon. The only way Evil Gideon will let that happen is if all the legends retire. So they do. They all have one last party complete with a Bebo pinata. And then are separated forever, and that's it. Next week is the season finale, so what's happening here? I'll answer. I th- the show has not been renewed. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. And it hasn't been canceled, but it has not been renewed. And I huh. think that they are prepping to say our beautiful baby. You think? Legends of Tomorrow. No, Ryan. Might be Legends of Yesterday. No, Ryan. It can't be. Stop faking like you're sad. I'm so, I'm just, I, you don't have Mike here with you and I don't want you to go through this alone. So I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. Can you do a Mike impression, please, while you do this? Hey, I'm sorry for your loss. Oh, jeez. Oh, dang. Oh, jeez. Oh, hey, man, I'm really sorry about that. I don't know. And try, he's not that nasally, but I just feel like, you know, if everyone else is going to slam him, I'm going to also get him. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There, that was Mike. That was, that was Mike. Is that, uh, that Woody the Woodpecker? That was Mike. That was Mike. He ran in and said that. And oh. Left. oh, crazy. <laughs> um, I do think the one thing I noticed is that when there's a party like this, because they go off, like drinks and pinatas and dancing, um, typically what that's reserved for is they shoot that last. Mm-hmm. So it serves as like... The cast goodbye to each other? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think they just filmed the rap party. And I... I didn't cry because I'm not a fucking. You wouldn't cry at a comic book TV show. Shut up, Cassie. Hey, sorry, real quick. Um, hey, can I, Ryan, take a step over here, real quick, just out of the way of. Hey, we'll be right back. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can you can talk to me. Did you did you cry? I will next week. 
Okay. I did hey. it for this one, but I, I absolutely will next week. Hey, don't let, anyone, tell- don't let anyone make fun of you for that. You should feel your emotions. Oh, I'm sure Cassie and Caitlin would never make fun of me for that. It's very valid. <laughs> Caitlin, while well, we have our own little aside here. Yes. If Ryan ever cries at a TV show, can we just um, support that? Um, I don't know if I can get behind that, Cassie. <laughs> okay, Caitlin's not going to. Hey, Colin, can we have our own little aside over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. Mm-hmm. What do you think they just said in their aside? <laughs> I don't know, but listen, what? whatever happens, I've got your back, okay? I appreciate that. Listen, we should probably come together and keep talking about Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, What's right. Oh, yeah, sorry. Hang on. We'll, we'll be right there. <laughs> So um, hey, we're back. I thought you were going to run into your chair again. Um, <laughs> they do have to save Gary because uh, evil Gideon fucking kicked his ass right out of the ship. And not only did she open the door, but as the door was opening, Gary flies out into, you know, that, like that green time goo that they fly through. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also like he flies out and then hits the, the opening door like he smacks <laughs> into that and then flies out. And it reminded me of my favorite actor of all time. Uh, Propeller Man from Titanic. Do you guys know that person? <laughs> I don't know no. this one. Okay. Uh, there, when the Titanic is breaking in half, there's a guy that falls straight off, hits one, like he's just spinning, oh, he's yeah. like, ah, yeah. and then hits a propeller as if this guy's <laughs> night can't get any worse. You just hear this dong, and then he falls into the ocean. Same thing happened to Gary. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, other pop culture reference here is that it makes me think of, um, you know, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, uh, there's this great thing to me about Captain America, which is that like he likes to just like claim that all he does is beat people up, but that man does straight up murder people and like just thinks that they're fine. <laughs> he at one point in the start of the movie when they go to take over that ship that Batroc is on, which is like what a weird villain to pull in. Um, they are fighting some people, and he stands up straight and puts his foot at a full like ninety degree angle and just like foot to chest a man right Mm -hmm. and the man goes flying across the like the top of the ship hits the railing where his spine absolutely shatters after his insides clearly are jelly because a man with a super soldier serum just bam and he falls off of the ship that man's definitely dead right so it's like that sort of thing where it's like hey not only did you send him overboard but you really probably that's probably it for him right i believe captain america screamed down though like i didn't kill you the rail did (laughs) and that holds up in court railed him (laughs) he's like you can swim right the guy's like he's like i'll take that as yes (laughs) um right for this episode so we did get a send-off for gary um, well, yeah, I mean, in a manner of speaking, he's, it, he's probably that, dead. It dead. Um, everyone else, like, is it just like, is the whole episode just them on the ship partying? Yeah, well, and then the last five minutes, they all go to their timelines, mm. and then that's it. Oh, damn. But the other thing that is left is that um, Gideon, in a kind of fucked up way, everybody uh, wants Glenn or Constantine to have his boyfriend back, remember, from the war? Mm. And so... Gideon is so nervous that the legends are going to go back and take him from 1925 or whatever. So she makes a robot and sends that with Glenn and says, this is the guy. Um, Constantine figures it out pretty quickly. And so now I I don't know what we're going to happen, but Gideon can't be doing that. Mm-hmm. According to Gary, you shouldn't just be creating people's loved ones as robots. Although, mm-hmm. if they look the same and they have sex the same... <laughs> Does it matter? Does it matter? Does it? Different property, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would also disagree that you can't just, you know, make a robot and put them in place. Yeah. I don't Um, know. I I think the morals and ethics are gray. Cloudy. Cloudy. (laughs) Um, 
Should we just go to moments of the week? Yeah. All right. I'll start with you, Ryan. My moment of the week is the party is set to, much like the rap party at the end of Rushmore, uh, is set to the Faces song, Ooh La La. It is the best song of all time. And woof, if I was... Almost a little teary. Oh, God. A little, a little <laughs> yeah. dusty in the room. It was a little dusty in the room. <laughs> and then, Colin, did you watch this one, too? I did, yeah. Did you I... have a moment of the week, too? Kind of stood out to you? Yes. Uh, the first moment that stood out to me was when I first started the episode and I went, who is almost anybody in this show? Because mm-hmm. I stopped watching after like season three, maybe. And uh, Steele and Lance were the only people that I knew. And I was like, okay, that's a big change in cast. Um, but I really appreciated when they were talking about legends don't retire. And then they started going through the list of every yeah. single character that's retired <laughs> from the show. And I thought that was unbelievably funny. I was like, that's like very, it's like, it's meta, but it's also like very just them going through it like in a natural way. So I don't know. It was very funny to me to be like, yeah, no, they never retire except for every exception here. There's and it's a n- there's long nine list. Or ten. Yeah. What about when list. they're like, they're all about to leave and Gary's like, well, we should all meet up together. Like, let's say like every month. And Gary says, well, how about every Wednesday at 8 p.m. 7 central <laughs> on the seat? And just before he says that, he gets cut off. Right. <laughs> oh, legends. Gets, well, that's when he hits his head, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's very legends. Um, so next week, you definitely, hopefully, can you call in Mike as for support in case it is the last one? Just call him up on the phone. I feel like you want me to cry. Like, I don't want you to cry. You're egging it on. I like, don't you want really you to want cry. to see it. You can cry a little. Um, Legend of Tomorrow's Wednesdays on the CW. Our next show is Batwoman. On this week's episode of Batwoman, Alice is desperate to get rid of her hallucinations, which she believes the Joy Buzzer can do. The only problem with that is that Ryan needs that for her brother, who is currently playing a fun spin the wheel to see how I murder you game with the Black Gloves Society. By the end of the episode, Marquise has full access to the Batcave, Alice is back in Arkham, and Sophie and Ryan reveal their relationship to the rest of the team. Taste Buds, I ask you, I know we, we review comic book TV and like a lot of things have dumb names, but Joy Buzzer is a wild one, right? That's the name of a bad guy? It's a little tool, and I looked it up, and it, it, it did, I think, start an arrow, and it is literally mm-hmm. like one of those shock buzzers, yeah. the, like, yeah. the joke toy things, but like they used it as like if you put it on like the frontal lobe or something, it inhibits like wow. um, empathy, so you can make like oh, murderers, essentially, with a Joy Buzzer, so Alice thinks she can fix her mind by shutting off that part of her brain, too. It's like shock treatment. Yeah, but with a little toy called the Joy Buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> is wild to me i I mean we can't go down this road though cassie because if we start making fun of one of these comic book things the whole thing is gonna fall apart you're right you're right how often well this might be also opening a opening a door that maybe i shouldn't but how often though do they create items that sound more like they belong in an adult store that's what and when you i had to do a google for this and the first thing that came up was lube and i was like not that <laughs> not that one let me type in let me specify that it is related to comic books is this all on your work computer <laughs> yep okay, good. but in incognito mode i'm not a fool so <laughs> they can't track that um and colin i think you did you check in with Batwoman on this one or have you seen any episodes? i i've actually never watched it uh i the arrow versus a I have a weird like spot for it in my heart, which because I, I mean, why am I so stumbling? And cry, it, why are why you am I cry? still? Is hang it? on, hang on. My <laughs> brain is like melting for a second there. Okay, my thing is, it's I started CW with Arrow, and I loved Arrow. I thought Arrow was incredible. Does it have a couple weak moments? Yes, most shows like this do. But then, like things started to go downhill for most other shows. 
Um, and I kind of felt myself falling off of it, especially the further into Marvel stuff that I got. Um, but the thing is, is that like, I feel like it was nice not leaning so much on Batman lore because DC's like really just like, hey, this is the one good thing we have. Mm-hmm. So we're going to really bleed it dry. Um, so I've never watched Batwoman because I was kind of like, I don't want us to get into more of like Batman's villains being brought here for, you know what I mean? But it was still, I felt pr- I, as far as recent CW stuff goes, I felt like it was pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she does a pretty great job as Batwoman. Um, I thought she was great. The bunch of like Joker knockoffs, knockoffs, spinoffs, maybe Mm -hmm. is bizarre to me. Um, but, but it does have like from this one, I didn't watch the first Batwoman, but this one, like this group clicks a lot better. This Batwoman has like a little soft spot for me. Like there's something about this group that I really enjoy. Uh, something about this Batwoman, this Batwoman, what, what's her character's name again? Ryan. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I feel like I need to end the segment right. I need to end the show right now after that. You I know, need to rebuild. I think the, the soft spot, though, for me with this has been it's nice to see a Bat family member in a show doing things with like a team and not being kind of constantly in a situation where it's like, well, they mean well, but they are pretty fucking terrible, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what most of like Bruce Wayne's little family is. So yeah. it's nice that it's like, hey, I know that I have Bat in, in as a part of my name, but I'm actually a really caring person. I'm actually pretty cool if you hang out with exactly. Me. And it's like, oh, this sometime. is so nice. Yeah, this is a, this is a Bat hero that you can get a drink with for sure. Yes. Uh, that's the kind. That's the Bat woman I need. Um, do you have a moment of the week from this episode? He doesn't watch it. Did he watch this one? No. Yeah, Bat I watched woman? this one. Oh, you did? Yeah. I'm the host, bro. Don't come at me I'm like sorry. this, bro. <laughs> uh, I think that, oh, gosh. I think that one of the moments that was interesting to me, though, was potentially the, okay, no, definitely. Okay, I do have a, I think it was hilarious to me, at least, in the end, when I forgot the woman's name, and I'm sorry, but like the person that who was- woman. No, no, no. The, per- <laughs> the person Alice. who was working with Alice, the other lady, I forgot her name. Um, the kind of doctorish person. Oh, Mary. Oh, Mary. Okay. So when Mary shows up to her in her cell at the end, mm-hmm. and she thinks that she's gonna get like Alice is like, oh, you're gonna get me out, and then she's like, hey, actually, I just came to say thank you for taking the blame for what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's ever done something like that for me. That's incredible. Anyway, have fun rotting in here. I thought. That was amazing. Just like the way that they were like, she was like, surely you're going to save me. It's like, ooh, I can see why yeah, you would think that. But. Oh, this is so awkward. Uh, yeah, it's awkward. And then it's just I like, actually, um, I'm double parked outside. Yeah. So yeah. I got to go. <laughs> but I'll be back if I can. I only have one quarter for the meter. So yeah, the clock is ticking. Yeah. So Batwoman is Wednesdays on the CW. Our next show is Raising Dion. On issues 206 and 207, they're called issues, you see, not episodes. Mm -hmm. Issues 206 and 207 of Raising Dion. Nicole receives some devastating news. Pat gets a rude awakening. The crooked man takes things with Brayden to a terrifying new level. I hope you picked that one. Uh, Pat clings to life. Nicole resolves to share a special day with Dion. David gives a major presentation. I hope you don't pick that one. And Simone (laughs) makes a move. Caitlin, after all of that... Which of those do you want to talk about? 
Um, presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember the presentation. I probably fell asleep during timeshare. Probably. Uh, <laughs> probably another timeshare thing. Um, no, I think the the biggest thing is going to be the thirty six hours and then breed and getting taken over. But um, what thirty six hours is? Uh, Dion's mom learns that she literally has thirty six hours left to live because she gets like all these spores in her, and they found a cure, but it can only cure her that the spores won't, you know, take over someone else near her. Um, but every so time she's fucked. She's fucked because she has t- three shots. Each shot is twelve hours. Each shot will kill her a little bit more, and the last yeah. shot will literally kill her. But it will prevent her from spreading her disease that she has. So she's able to go Jeez. home, and she doesn't have to be in, in lockdown. So the the two episodes really focus on her realizing that she's dying, and this is her last moments with Dion. So she's trying to make sure that Dion has like the best life and the best days because they're her last and it's actually devastating. This actually sounds very sad. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this feels like a step up for raising. Yeah. Dion. This was probably the, like it was one of the episodes was good. <laughs> the first three or six, I think was good because it was really her like, um, telling her family and her sister like, Hey, don't be sad. Cause this is all Dion's going to remember of me. And I can't have you be like that. Like we need to make these the best days for him. And like, she doesn't tell him until the next, or he realizes that something's off. Um, so then he finally figures it out. But like her just being like, let's have a normal day. Let's pretend like nothing's wrong, even though like I am slowly dying. So with all of these spores coming out of her, but she's keeping them to herself. She wants to make sure that he's a good man, but not a fun guy. <laughs> do you feel good about that one? I do. I, I, I'm like sitting higher in my chair right now. You did, like, kind of- <laughs> the, the world tastes a little bit better. I was literally getting ready to say, like, I was prepared to dunk on Caitlin for watching Raisin Dion, but this sounds like a good episode of Devastating, and you're like, excuse me, I have a fun to make. Excuse me. It does sound like a good episode. It sounds like a great episode, but after hearing that joke, it feels like I've stepped back into my own show. Like, when did James Anderson join this call? Like, Colin, you don't know this? They are the same person. Yeah. They are. <laughs> we, there's two of them, and they just split coast. They're just on two sides. Oh. But um, <laughs> uh, Caitlin was so... Anything else? We don't know if we died. That's like next episode. Um, so both the episodes, she doesn't die. Mm-hmm. She has her last shot. And with her last shot, she knows she'll die if she takes it. So she's holding off taking it. And okay. based on the tone and the type of show, do you think they might actually pull the trigger? I hope they do. Because she's a bitch. <laughs> no, it, I feel like it'll add to the story and, and maybe give them something real it, to go on. Yeah. And like it'll give us some drama. But I honestly don't think that they're going to because they're like, we can save her. And like her sister is like in the lab with Pete and Pete's like dying now because someone's Pat. Pat, Pat, whatever the fuck his name is. And what an original idea that would be for the main woman in a comic book male character's life to die. Yeah. And then he has to go and get vengeance or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Crazy it, yeah. Like, That's never happened. Never yeah. happened. Yeah. It like makes so much. It's like this is such a trope. But then Brayden, the, the bad boy, he's like Dion's trying to get him to turn good. And he's like, there's something good inside Brayden. So Brayden finally to the crooked man's like, I'm not going to do any evil anymore. I'm done. And the crooked man's like, you gave me enough power. I'm going to just take over. So Dion has a connection. He's like, Brayden's gone. Someone else is there now. And the crooked man is completely taken over Brayden. Which means now you can kill Brayden. Because Brayden's mostly gone. So now you can murder him. So now you can murder this child. <laughs> now, now this child can murder another child. Which I'm so curious. It's like, because they're going to be meeting on the football field and being like having another, you know, big finale next mm-hmm. week. Always on the football field. Yeah. yeah I was like, really? This but football, it, it already has a sinkhole. Like, <laughs> what? let's choose a different location. But Stargirl, Lucifer, 
We've seen a ton of final battles on football <laughs> on the fields. Football fields. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to get this big boom somewhere. Football field wide open. We got it. No matter what the show, you got to experience the epic highs and lows of high school football. <laughs> so. Why does this football field have so many hallways? <laughs> <laughs> this is an elementary school football field. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so it's different. It's like 30 yards only. Little <laughs> <laughs> um, peewees. Yeah. So, um, are we ready for moment of the week? Yeah. All right. What What was your moment of the week? Um... That fucking presentation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this one was hard because it was just really sad. So I think, like, the moment of the week was probably when uh, Dion's mom goes to her sister and is like, "Hey, I I need you to take care of Brayden, and I need you to do this. These are the things I need you to do, Mm. and this is what I need from you." It was like I thought it was really effective, and it really got me. I was like, "Oh, did you cry? Do you care, Cassie? She cried. Do you want her to cry? Did you cry at raising Dion? (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) I honestly, I want her to die. So like. Are you a crier, Caitlin, and stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I fucking cry. I, I did not cry, though. I, I felt like emotions. So that yeah. was like, that was crazy. That's worse. It was crazy, but yeah, I did not cry. Hey, Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin, can I, yeah. real quick, can I have a sidebar with you? Or just, yeah, just yeah, take yeah. a couple steps over here? Yeah. Hey, um, listen, I just want to let you know that if you ever cry at a TV show and I find out about it, I am going to just dunk on you nonstop. So, oh, okay. so like, keep your emotions in check. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. Let's okay. We'll, we'll go back up. Hey, hey guys, oh, we're good. Perfect. I'm glad you guys had that little aside. I'm so yeah, yeah. Cassie and I sat here silent while that happened, <laughs> yeah. just staring <laughs> at each other. I had nothing to say to you. Because <laughs> the fun guy, the joke? fun guy thing. I was still I'm still hurt from it. Um, Raising Dion. Dion is on Netflix. <laughs> Our next show is Superman and Lois. On this week's episode of Superman and Lois, Lana, Kyle, and Sarah prepare for Sarah's Quintanera. But things don't end up going as smoothly as they had hoped. Meanwhile, Clark finds himself struggling with feelings of guilt about what happened to John Irons. Taste buds, I ask you this. Did you guys have a blowout for your 15th or 16th birthday? Mm, I had a sweet 16, (laughs) and it was... A Riverside sweet 16. A Riverside sweet 16. Thank you very much. It was at a rundown golf um, course. (laughs) We weren't fully allowed to have a party there. We kind of just showed up with a DJ. (laughs) (laughs) They couldn't quite stop it because it wasn't full operating hours. So, and we kind of like lived in the area and we just kind of like just had a little dance party. I just imagine 40 people (laughs) with uh, energy drinks and air horns going (laughs) off. Um, that is basically it. For my Sweet 16, I got a pony. Um, when I say I got a pony, I got a pinata that was a pony. Um, for my 16th birthday, yeah, I got a pinata. His good. name was Charlie. And um, then we had it at my aunt's house and everyone decided to get drunk because everyone was my aunt's friends and they were old. And it was just me alone with my big pinata. <laughs> and no friends? I had one friend. <laughs> oh, that's tragic. It was a really great party. <laughs> Um, I love my piñata. <laughs> my 16th birthday party ruled because my favorite band at the time was a like local-ish band. They were from Virginia. I lived in Maryland. Uh, so they were able to just like come to my house and do like a private what? show. I had a bunch yeah. of friends over and it was this little uh, pop punk band and they fucking tore my house down essentially like in a good way. And it ruled. It was a great party. And then my 18th birthday, we did the same thing. But this time my band opened for them. So that was kind of like a like a little bit of like a dream come true kind of thing. It was pretty great. That's actually like a good fun story. I know that's, that's not what we do like on this show. <laughs> yeah, like she sorry to bring some up. like good stuff to your yeah, show. I, I just yeah, talked so about <laughs> my my pinata. <laughs> Her only friend was a pinata, and you were like, "Oh, I lived out my dream." I had to beat my friend at the end of the night, like <laughs> like, and you 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 like shredded it with friends. Wait, wait, like, wait I'm sorry. 
Yeah. I thought you meant you had one friend that was there that wasn't the pinata. Was the one friend the well, pinata? Caitlin said one friend. Let's you clarify. have to go home. My new friend is Ponyata. It's Ponyata. <laughs> Ryan, do you have a beautiful sweet sixteen story? My sixteenth birthday, all I remember from it, because I was fucking drunk, uh, <laughs> is my mom got me a cake with that was like a uh, driver's license. Even though I didn't get my driver's license like, three years after that. <laughs> Uh, nice. And so there was a like an eight by ten of my school picture, and there's there's a picture at my mom's house of me holding <laughs> this cake with a picture on it, and between my face and then the face on the cake, the amount of fucking acne and just like oh, skin no. grease, oh, like no. you could wring the picture out and oh, no. grease would drip off of it. Oh no! Oof. Puberty was a rough time for me, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, was, we all God. had great times. If yeah. we, if I can find that picture, or if my mom finds it, I will put it on the pot filter Instagram. Yes, yeah. please yeah. do. Please do. <laughs> like you can hear me going. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Need to see it. This is Super great, right, guys? <laughs> Thanks, Superman mom. Lois is Tuesdays on the CW. Our next show is Snowpiercer. On this week's episode of Snowpiercer, the whole train is getting excited for Baby Layton Jr.'s birth, and to see this revel- tiny revolutionist get Buck on the train. Taking advantage of this excitement, Pake- Pike tries to kill Layton in various Wiley Coyote style ways because he believes that Ruth should lead the train instead <laughs> From of Layton. to Acme, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Ryan, I'll- that one was good. You're okay. This one gets a pass. Redemption. That was redemption. redemption. Everyone slow clap it out for this redemption. But Taste Buds, I do ask you, how would you try to kill someone on a train? Oh, definitely some sort of wily coyote thing where I'm in the catapult, mm. but then when I cut the string, the front of the catapult comes back on me. Or some <laughs> some backfire, you know? Paint a hole on the wall for the train to go through and it's not really <laughs> a one. And it goes through the hole, but then when you try to go through, it, it stops goes through. Yeah. God, classics. Snowpiercer is t- Mondays on TNT. Our next show is Naomi. On this week's episode of Naomi, Naomi is still shaken by her terrifying encounter with the bounty hunter. Meanwhile, Dee continues training her on controlling her thoughts, emotions, and powers. Taste buds, I ask you this. Which of those three thoughts, emotions, and powers are you best at controlling? Powers. (laughs) Your voice shook on that one. Is it powers? You sounded like me from that 16-year-old picture. It's my powers. Powers. Austin Powers. I mean, isn't it automatically Powers because of how terrible we are at controlling our thoughts and emotions? Oh, yeah. I was was going to say that exact same statement. I was like, before the show started, we were talking about anxiety. So I think that we know that like my feelings and thoughts are 100% completely let loose. But Powers? Hey, flip, flip. With great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) And I have no great powers. So no responsibility. responsibility, Naomi's Tuesdays on the CW. Our final show of the week is Resident Alien. On this week's episode of Resident Alien, real Harry's daughter, Liza, has escaped the troubled teen camp her mom put her in, and it's here to <laughs> both drive Harry insane and eventually make him care for another human being. In the midst of tea parties, balloon fights, the mayor puts on a play honoring the miners who died in the town, while yes. the deputy and sheriff are trying to figure out why they can't remember anything from the day the FBI agents came. Taste buds, I ask you, what was more touching in this episode? Harry connecting to Liza or that fucking tribute to the miners? Okay, let's let's save the tribute. Yeah, okay. that's the best thing that's so ever happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be hard for me to get through that. <laughs> Uh, so I do want to ask you, Cassie. Um, I hope to have a daughter one day. Yeah, and I hope that she is. I hope that for you too. Fifteen or so at mm-hmm. some point. Um, <laughs> rank these dads: yeah. Alien Harry, yeah, real life Harry, me. Okay, 
Okay, so we know that real life Harry was a piece of shit. Um, Absolute dickbag. So if you put me under that, (laughs) that's going to (laughs) hurt. The other one is an alien who is actively trying to almost kill her and is constantly screaming at her that he she does not want her there sometimes <laughs> so i would say um alien harry number one number two would be fuck, 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 fuck. yeah it's you right okay. and then dick bag real harry i so. knew that number two was the highest i could go so <laughs> i appreciate silver that. metal hey not bad not bad at all um yeah i've they burned through it a little too quickly i can't believe she left i, I was hoping we get a mid-season like uh, cast edition mm-hmm. because of how they started to play off. It started off as pretty basic, like I hate you, I'm gonna kill you, T- classic alien teenage girl stuff. But after the montage of him trying to bond with like, let's paint toenails together, <laughs> and, have a tea party, and have a tea party, and then their actual bonding, which involved a water balloon fight, mm-hmm. which is classic. Uh, we throw them at each other. And then when the authority comes in, we throw them at the authority. And that's that's how bonding works. That's it. Um, I wanted her to stick around. Yeah. And she bonded with so many people through the town, too. I thought she for sure was staying. Because, you know, obviously, um, Asta, like, first reached out to her. And I thought, like, they were good. Like, they had a good connection. Uh, like, I was like, she's she, for sure in. Asta goes and keeps her from getting on uh, the back of a motorcycle mm. to, like, drive away. And sends the motorcycle guy away by saying she's 16. Which she does not look a day over 13 yes um and the girl's like how could you get like stay away from me like how could you eat like get in the middle of my life like uh how dare you do that and asta's like eat shit and i was like that's how you handle teenagers like don't don't like overthink the things that you have to say to them Mm -hmm. like don't be like okay well i understand your feelings right now just look them in the eye and be like eat shit She was like, listen, you're a little shitbag right now, and that's fine. I'll be a shitbag back to you. And it worked. <laughs> she like leaned on the car next to Asta, and like they had bonded. Mm-hmm. And it was the perfect way to bond. And then mainly from there, we get, you know, we have them bonding. We have um, Darcy, who is like trying to just enter a hot eating pepper contest. So, you know, Darcy's, Darcy's doing Darcy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about her real quick, though, because this is the... We talked about Darcy all season of like, what are you doing with your life? Are you trying to ruin the mayor's marriage? Mm-hmm. And this is the first time where I think that Darcy is starting to arc and she realizes how she looks and how she doesn't want to look like that anymore. Yeah. And it's not even because of Asta blowing up on her. It's what Asta's daughter says. Yeah. Of like, she says, look at all the adults up there. And Darcy's like, well, I'm an adult. And the daughter, like very casually, she's like, no, you're not. Yeah. Darcy's like, what? Oh, my God. They, lo- they look at me like I'm a teenager. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do think we'll start to get like a little bit different Darcy, but still, still got to be Darcy. Well, yeah. She's still going to rock that red hair. Hey, I, I know we're probably pressed on time, but I have a quick question based on something that you had said, which is that if you had an opportunity to ruin a any mayor's marriage, I mean, would you take it? I would, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm Honestly. not judging Darcy. Okay, because like you said it would... in a way that I was like, oh, I mean, are we not saying that we would not do the same? You if know? you're the mayor of any town, fuck you. We're coming for your marriage, especially Ice Town. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ice Town clown number one on the list. <laughs> um, other than that, we do have the sheriff and deputy who are. There was this weird touching moment, so you know they're kind of getting close to Harry, like, the doctor or the sheriff is starting to worry that, like, he's got something medically wrong because he can't remember this day. So he approaches Harry and is like, hey, can I, like, can you see me? I need you to fix this. Like, I have an issue. And then Harry puts in this memory 
of him hanging with his dad that's like the most precious thing like that's another moment where it shows like harry's you know does actually is caring for more of the town and the fact that he grew enough to give him like this beautiful like memory with his dad was like almost a little dusty in the room disagree hard disagree this is the ending of this is the ending of legends of tomorrow like, Gideon thought it would be easier just to create an Allen for Constantine. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to build you the robot. And that's what Harry did. Harry doesn't want to get busted. So he said, I'm going to create this memory for you yeah. because it's easier to cheat. Then, like, that, that shit didn't happen with him and his dad. I know, but it and won't so happen with him and his dad. It's it, uh, That is true. And the sheriff does bring that up. Like, mm-hmm. other fathers and sons, like, fishing shit. Why can't we go fishing? <laughs> but no, Harry is doing this thing of, like, it's... Uh, short-term gain but long-term badness and that's what's going on with Gideon in Legends of Tomorrow too like the sheriff is going to realize that mm-hmm. that fishing memory didn't happen and also it's fucked up because now he's going to love his dad more <laughs> for like for fake reasons but he'll have this brief moment where he was like damn me and my dad connected and you know what isn't that enough Ryan I see where you're coming from Harry didn't insert a memory where uh, the sheriff was like running around scared of murderers yeah but instead of peaceful fishing lake moment but still it's fucked up to play with this like they're it's it's Doctor Strange dark magic like there mm-hmm. will be a cost there will be for sure but in this moment he loves his dad so are you ready for this Cassie yeah we gotta talk about it okay so just so you guys know, the 59 is um, the story of the town. It's 5958. Uh, something, 56, F- I don't know. 59 miners ran in to save one miner, and they all died saving this one person. And this is like the history that the town... All of them could have got out, but they were all like, no, we'll die with this one who yeah. was trapped. <laughs> one could have died, but instead 59 died. And this is the, like, the, the legend, the lore that the town is built on. It's what they're famous for. The mayor is nervous about PR relations because this neighboring town is like talking <laughs> shit. So he writes a play for children to uh, recreate the death of the 59. <laughs> Cassie... <laughs> You and I are, are big Broadway people, big theater goers. Yeah. But would you say that this is one of the greatest theatrical productions you have ever seen in your life? I had to like pause it and like take a second to center myself to witness this art. Like I had to come as a new person to respect this art form that was in front of me. Did you think that the best performances were from the boulders? Yes. Who said, we will kill you now, miners, and then jumped on top of them? Yes, it was a bunch of kids playing the miners. And, you know, they're singing mining songs. They're like, go. They're like, oh, no, the one's trapped. And then these boulders, these kids in these boulders just come rushing in and straight up just say we kill you now <laughs> I, I i wrote down the chorus yeah so I, just, I, I won't sing it but i just want you to caitlin and uh colin to know what we have here where have all the daddies gone where did they go my uncle is my daddy now and there will soon be snow oh. <laughs> okay where did where did mommy's happy go she drinks wine all day. My uncle daddy gets real mad. I don't think he will stay. <laughs> oh my god! And th- that was the that was the ultimate bonding moment more than the water balloons for uh, Harry and his daughter is them in the uh, the only people in the audience just like <laughs> laughing out loud to the shit. It is twenty kids singing this <laughs> one, a somber note. <laughs> one mom runs up and grabs her kid and like drags him off stage. It um, was, I, I, I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> I'm fucking crying right now. <laughs> it's the most beautiful thing to ever grace TV. Um, everybody should watch it. Ryan, obviously, that is for sure a moment of the yeah. week. Like, is that all we? There, do you have a different moment of the week? Or? My moment of the week says the song. So obviously, the fucking song. <laughs> And so I guess I'll go. Um, this is the this is the problem with mayors and dads and men 
is that he hears Max singing the song the next day. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, so everyone did love it. We'll perform the exact same thing next year. It's like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> the Please town was horrified. <laughs> uh, my other moment of the week, besides that absolute piece of art that got displayed, <laughs> was just the callback again. We have a callback to Stealing Fan every episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Was, he, talking to his daughter when she first comes back, he says, if she were a pet bird, I would leave the cage door open in a Stealing Fan store. Or with the Stealing Fan on. <laughs> And this callback joke is the best thing. Uh, there should be a ceiling fan comment every single episode from here on out. <laughs> Might do it. Um, Resident Alien is on Wednesdays on the Sci-Fi. That was it for all the shows we watched. Coming up next, it's time for X-Taz. Welcome to Eggs Tasmania, bitch, a mini show within a show where we take, we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men, the animated series. We're done with Dark's Phoenix Saga and are now looking for some cold comfort in the arms of Bobby Drake, who used to be an X-Men and is now trying to break into a compound to get back his love, Larna. Taste buds, we start off and we see somebody freezing things and freezing some dudes in a compound. Did you immediately know who this was? Yeah, Bobby Drake. Yeah. You did know? As yeah. soon as like, of course. Of course. You guys are fucking nerds. <laughs> I, the, I love the two security guards I want to get to real quick who uh, are having the most classic old yep. man conversation mm-hmm. of arguing is it hot or is it humid what does humid mean what do you like better this is all old people talk about 24 7 like they will wake up at three in the morning and text their friends humid yes it's humid all right cool let's go back to sleep i did have an opinion to come in there with though like humidity is worse like i did want to jump in myself and be like oh wait we're talking about humidity hold on i got a, i got an opinion as it, well every old person says it's a dry heat six to seven times a day <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so after we get you know we get a little clip of that here. And then we cut to um, X, Charles Xavier? Well, Professor X, Charles Professor Xavier. Professor X mm-hmm. and um, Jubilee just trying to fix some stuff. And like Jubilee, I don't know why she's there, honestly, because she just gets dunked on constantly. Yeah. I mean, rightfully so. Like she drove yeah. me insane this episode. She mm-hmm. was she was rough this one. So, you know, she's like, oh, I'll go take the X-Wing or whatever. And I'll, I'll go get this part for it. And he's like, absolutely not. You're he's like, Jubilee. Full- and she's like busted (laughs) (laughs) and that's when the computer has a breaking alert that they there is a mutant who is getting up to some bad shit essentially there is just a computer who's looking out for mutant like doing bad things and it's like hey um robert drake aka iceman is out there and he's causing he's causing some havoc and Mm, we'll get to that later we'll cut and then we get a that's a good that's a good joke If, we smash cut to Cranky Wolverine, um, who oh. does have to, of course, break his alarm. And I'm like... When is he ever not cranky? Yeah, if you don't get enough sleep, you're cranky, Wolverine. When are you not cranky? <laughs> what? I wonder how many alarms that he has like just stored, because he's like, I hate when I do that. So you know what happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to have a stockpile. Um, but once we all gather up, that's when we get the real dirt on the history of Bobby. I'm just going to refer to him as Bobby now. Do we yeah. Have we ever had a mention of the quote-unquote original X-Men? Like... Beast, Jean Grey, Cyclops, and Ice Angel. Man. But Angel has been on the show before, is not included. They replaced uh, Angel with Polaris. Oh, yeah, Lorna, that's right. Lorna. Yeah, because yeah, it makes sense because it's, it's a part of this whole episode. That was, yeah, sorry. That's the weird and, thing to me is that they, they like to just frequently in X-Men history just be like, hey, Angel... Uh, they just yeah, sort of shove I mean, him in a corner. It's hard because it's he, he's just a guy with wings. It's a rich yeah. guy with wings, so there's not that much to do. Uh, Cassie, do you remember Lorna from a different show? 
No. The green hair, does that give you any clues? No. Lorna was the main character on the show The Gifted. Oh. On Fox. Do you remember that at all? No. Was that before your time? That was before Was me. that a Taylor show? Yeah. That was Greg liked it, didn't he? Or Greg, hated it? Yeah. I, who knows? Uh, <laughs> Greg had opinions on that one. <laughs> Breaking news. Um, yeah. So I didn't know there was a callback to her, but we do get, we find out like there is like, Cyclops has real issues with Bobby. Yeah. Because Bobby was daddy's perfect child. Yeah. <laughs> and you could tell Cyclops was jealous mm-hmm. of daddy's favorite little boy. It's the whole time. They spend the whole time, the X-Men all gather because they're going to the compound to like capture or bring back Bobby. Um, and then the whole time, Psych is just complaining about how much of a piece of shit he is. I wrote down this quote. It said, Cyclops said, you let Bobby get away with everything, even though I nibbled your nipples perfectly. <laughs> Do you remember when he said that? I remember that. I yeah. remember that. It's yeah. a very odd choice to throw into the cartoon, but like it also makes sense because Cyclops, all he ever does is come. Sorry, I'm gonna like end up going on like a 20 minute rant, so I'll stop I that will right allow there. It. I just yeah. Cyclops, Cyclops is yeah. nibbles, it's nipples. funny. Yeah. It's like it's so funny that we're all like, oh, Jubilee, you know, she's kind of rough in this episode. I always feel but like Cyclops maybe is I'm, the best. Let me complete that sentence for you, Colin. Cyclops no. is the best. Is I'm always like, maybe I should give Jubilee like more credit, you know, or, or something. But, like, Cyclops just drives me nuts. I'm not sure if there's a this Marvel is. hero yeah, that yeah, yeah, that yeah. just grinds my gears more than Cyclops. That's Cyclops right, sucks. This is... Yeah, Colin. This whole... This podcast, this whole episode is now under protest, <laughs> and I will be filing the paperwork to get this removed from the record. It'll be noted Ryan is podcasting under protest. And Which is something honestly, Scott Summers would say, because no he's awesome. <laughs> You gotta, you always gotta protect him. Um, but yeah, so we get them complaining, and they, you know, they bring up, they do eventually bring Bobby back, and then they do, gotta put him like in a little like detention room. It's a tube. I mean, it's, it's like it's it, a tube. Boys go in tubes. Remember, uh, guys. Let me ask you a question. Did they come up with the character Iceman just to make ice puns at a nonstop rate? I feel like <laughs> like a the, little bit. I think Wolverine says he's going to. Cut them into ice cubes and like, hey, Bobby, are you keeping your cool? Like, yeah. it's fucking nonstop. And I just, I'm not a big pun fan, you know? I was going to say, did, yeah. you, did it start to get on your nerves? It drives me crazy. That's wild. When somebody just annoyingly interrupts everything with puns. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Explore that deeper next time, Ryan. <laughs> really I think time. they saw, um, they saw Batman forever and were like, hey, you know what we should be doing? Is that. Is that exactly. Cool thing. off. Cool party. <laughs> Ice to meet you, like stuff like that. Just throw that into this cartoon. That was that's a classic. Ice to meet you is a good one. I'll give you that. (laughs) I think we can all agree. Ice to meet you. That's fucking top notch. That's where they should have stopped. You know what I mean? Uh, That was Batman and Robin, though, not Batman Forever. Was it really? I I don't want to get the email. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because it was. Yeah. But during this, while he's in the detention tube, this does give Beast a chance to have a little heart-to-heart with him, which Jubilee is also listening in on. And um, we get to see that, like, Jubilee is developing a bit of a crush on this um, si- this 16-year-old who has, a, like, a six, a shredded six-pack, apparently. Bobby Drake is 16? What? When Initially, like, the first tapes, like, oh, when I first see. started. Okay. So yeah. she's watching, because, like, when, it, currently, he's, like, an accountant, and he has his yeah. own accountant <laughs> office. But, yeah. Jubilee gets walked in on and she's like what no nothing 
She was about to jerk off. <laughs> she was about to jerk off to Bobby Drake. Well, it's another it's another X Men who just out there causes like gets on everybody's nerve, and she was like, "I'm not the annoying one." Yeah, this that's is true. amazing. She's um, got to find her Jerry. Yeah. I'm I'm not the Jerry anymore. If we get that guy back on the team, yeah, and if he's good looking as well, what a bonus! Um, so she does, you know, she falls for his sob story, lets him free, so she he can go save his love, Lorna. Um, so Jubilee t- tags along with him, and of course, wouldn't you know it? They get captured. Obviously, obviously they're going to get captured. Oh, really? When Jubilee is your teammate, you get captured. <laughs> he was just like, "Hey, um, shoot down that camera," and then immediately captured right after that. Um, so obviously, the X Men got to go try to rescue them. And when they go to rescue them, that is when we get this beautiful scene of all the X Men um, meeting up with their counterparts and battling them. Yeah. Now, do any of these people? Uh, uh, do you guys recognize any of this other team? I I didn't really know any of them, no. Okay, so uh-huh. let me give you some history. I know you guys were about to demand it from me. Let yeah. me cut that short and <laughs> let me interrupt you and give it to you. Because um, this is one of my favorite comics of all time. There, there's a comic book called X Factor. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And let's say issues number one through 70 were the original five X-Men mm-hmm. that we talked about. Beast, Cyclops, Iceman, Gene, and Angel. In about issue 70, it switched to a whole new team, and it was who we see here, and it was the best comic book ever. It was Havoc, mm-hmm. who we, we need to get to, uh, Wolf's Bane, that's who Beast fights, right? Because okay. mm-hmm. they both are furry, yeah. mm-hmm. I guess. Um, strong Guy, his name is Guido. Okay. And his, <laughs> his mute Great. name is Strong Guy. Yeah, yeah. that's a strong guy. Um, we have Polaris, or Lorna Dune, Lorna Dane. And anybody? Oh, and my favorite mutant of all time, my favorite X Man. He just had not been in this show yet, so I've always had it Scott Summers. But now we can officially say that Jamie Madrox, aka the Multiple Man, mm-hmm. is my favorite Marvel mutant of all time. Dang! Now in the show, he talked like what's it, morph. He was like <laughs> a little, yeah. yeah. But in the comic books, Jamie Madrox is my favorite comic book character. That's wild because of how I was introduced to this character. Yeah, I, I understand. I was like, that. is this Gambit Light? Like, yeah. what is this dude? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, he looks like Gambit. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm glad. Uh, hopefully we get more of him then, I guess, so I can see why you like this character. Now, in this fight, Cyclops and Havoc cannot hurt each other. Mm-hmm. Why would that be? Daddy issues. They have the same daddy issues? I think so. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I they both have things. that. I don't know. They both have that. It's almost as if they share something together. <gasps> Is it daddy issues? Like it, exact daddy issues? Exact daddy <gasps> issues, and perhaps Ooh. the same last name, and perhaps the same a kind of essential ability kind of thing in a way. Now, Uh-oh. when we give out the gasp award at the end uh-huh. of the segment, you guys can pick right now when you gasp at this <laughs> These two blasty boys. <laughs> Where's my blasty boys? <laughs> well, yeah, since they are essentially teaming up against themselves. Uh, the fight's going nowhere, so that's when uh, X comes in, and he's like, hey, switch up partners. I don't know why it took so long for them to think of this, but it took in... It's pretty him, brilliant, though, right? Yeah, yeah, to say, go to another person. He's like, he's sitting in his fucking car, not helping, and he's like, I, I need to do something. It's like, yes, no shit, dude. <laughs> these, you sent these fucking soldiers to war, and you're just sitting there doing nothing, except hmm. waving those eyebrows. <laughs> let, me, let me ponder. Oh, and Quicksilver. We forgot about Quicksilver. He's also an X Factor. Never forget. Um, So after this little battle, they kind of all, I don't know, it just kind of dissipates and the team just introduces themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't really think it just kind of de-escalates. And then we find out, you know, we get introduced that there is another team who is like out there under secrecy from the government. And this is their training compound. Also, they skipped over the fact that 
Um, despite this being the first time the X-Men, or they didn't skip over, in fact, the, this is the first time that the X-Men meet X-Factor and they're dressed exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Cyclops looks at Havoc and he's like, nice uniform. Like, they just ripped off. If this is the first yeah. time they're meeting, they ripped off all of their threads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and For he sure. was pretty fine with it, honestly. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much the episode. We do see, other than that, Lorna is in love with Havoc and not um, not little Bobby. So we do get a sad Bobby. And do you guys know why Lorna is, in the comic books, Lorna is not Bobby's type? No. No? I think that for a long, long time, Bobby was, like since he, his introduction, he was very asexual. You know, like a lot of times with comic book characters, romance is a big part of their thing. But oh, yeah. Bobby Drake had just never had a girlfriend. And so recently they said there's a reason for that. And so now Bobby Drake is the gay X-Man. Like, he came out. Hell yeah. I believe he just got married, too, didn't he? In comics? I don't know. I'll have to send him a gift. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud. You you only have one year, though. I only have a year to send it? Yeah, otherwise it's rude if you send it after that. I learned that from Curb Your Enthusiasm. (laughs) Um, But Bobby, when he finds out that uh, Lorna is in love with Havoc, he says something that I really want to talk to you guys about. He says, you'll get over it. And is that healthy or unhealthy? Very unhealthy. <laughs> maybe, is that insane? Maybe the reason why she completely just because you have left that attitude. <laughs> no, she she faked basically her own kidnapping in order to leave him. So it's like, what? It's made gone, you, girl. Yeah. What made you go to this extreme and not just say, "I'm over you. I'm done. I'm leaving." Just be like, "I'm gonna fake a kidnapping and bye." I bet she was faking a lot of things. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on to the awards. Um, we're going to start this. Oh, wait. One. Sorry, Cassie. One more question for yes. both of you guys or for everybody. Um, has anybody joined the X-Men? Like since? I feel like we meet so many characters yeah. and they're like, that, that's been 20 minutes and I am gone. Isn't it weird that nobody is like stuck around Colossus or Iceman or anybody? Yeah. That's so not comic book like for people to just come in and then leave. Usually you join and somebody else leaves. And I wonder if there's some sort of like, we only learned how to draw them for 20 minutes. I think that is like it's down to like we have so many characters and we're barely right. getting the time to draw all of them. So like th- there was no, no Rogue else. and Gambit in this episode, right? No, so, right. no Gambit. Yeah, no Rogue. We don't have time for everybody. Or it, and it might be a contract with the voice actors. Mm-hmm. I know, think like, that's what it more likely is. I think it's like they want cameos essentially of characters that people know. But like contract wise, they're like these are the people that we have like on hand for this many episodes. So, so writers, this is all you get to use. But pretty much if they're voice actors, shouldn't they be able to pre record or like do a couple? Do a couple I different- mean, literally Gambit can come and say Jambalaya <laughs> and that would be his whole feature. Uh, where's where's Gambit? Oh, he's recording his number one hit single Jambalaya. Jambalaya. Right now. <laughs> Jambalaya. Is it Mardi Gras? <laughs> I feel like this is racist. I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's hey, literally all he says. You're getting extremely close to my territory, like yeah. literally. Mardi Gras I guess we should actually, ask Colin about this. Yeah, hey, I'm actually currently on, uh, like, kind of like a spring break in a way right now. Like as of yesterday, I'm on Mardi Gras break because it's uh, parades and stuff are happening. It's impossible to get anywhere half the time. So, yeah, you know, we're we're in full fledged mode is right Gambit now. Gambit there? Like he is. Yeah, I ran into him like, at the grocery store. He's on every single float. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. They, they said, you had to stop throwing stuff out of the crowd, though, because you're causing a scene. At the grocery store, is it true that he was just filling his cart with playing cards? Yeah. Thousands of playing cards. <laughs> Thousands of playing cards. cards I do love that little bit of lore within the 
cartoon, like every now and then you just see him like in a shop being like, oh, let me buy some cards. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, that's weird. Like, surely you buy them in bulk. Like, do you not go to Costco and just be like, give me a whole crate there, Sherry? And they're like, no, nah, okay. When I was a kid, I thought part of his power was making them, right? Yeah, I thought yeah. he was making them. <laughs> but then you realize that he has to have, th- like, he could charge anything. He chooses cards. So he has to fill his pockets with <laughs> cards. He's just like, oh, uh, let me see it <laughs> I got a, oh. <laughs> it does make me think of Hawkeye. It's like, surely eventually in the field, you run out of cards. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, how do you not go, Did you pick it back up? Like- <laughs> I'm out of dicks. Seems like I'm out of the fight. Good luck, folks. After every fight, you see Gambit like on the in the warehouse, like a stripper on stage, just gathering all the cards back <laughs> up. Like, Playing a little so seventy-two card pickup, <laughs> a deck and a half. <laughs> all right, I would love to just do Gambit impressions for the rest of this. <laughs> we do have awards to move on to. I'll start it with most '90s thing. Caitlin, what do you got for it? I have it that there are the X Factor is basically like the bizarro version of the X Men. We just have like I feel like '90s. It was always like, oh, we're the Powerpuff Girls. Now we're the rowdy rough boys. Like you always got to fight yeah. your equal. It's the part and, with Beast. Yeah, like, Beast yeah. is like, this is easy. I didn't know how to do this. And then a girl walks up. He's like, oh, hey, little lady, what's your power? And she turns to a beast. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> you're furry too. No. <laughs> Um, Ryan, what do you got for most 90s thing? I have when um, Professor X calls Jubilee out and she's like, busted. That seems like <laughs> yeah. such yeah. a... Damn. like. It's like she would look at the camera and then grab a skateboard and be like, busted, and then right away. <laughs> for most 90s thing, I do just have the computer um, straight up just having an alert to detect violent mutant activity and it just announces that out of nowhere. Just a beep, 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 violent mutant activity. And I was, <laughs> love that. Um, I'm going to give that call and feel free to interject at any time if yeah. you have anything. Uh, so well, I, think, I think it's him waiting oh, out go. in the car. You know what I mean? Like when, like kind of like your parents waiting to pick you up in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you go to the mall, instead of like having a system for like, oh, I, I'll just come back later or whatever. It's just like, I'll just wait here. Like, like a good parent kind of thing. Like just, Until oh, ho- hope you guys back. have fun. I'll have orange <laughs> slices ready for you, you know? If he had Appy Slices, he would be doing more work than he currently does, and I would respect it more. Wow. Um, but Colin, I will, we'll let you pick uh, the favorites for these. So who do you think deserves the point for most 90s thing? Oh, God. I think it's got to be the busted because that is like sitcom laugh track moment. Yeah, that is. So that point's going to Ryan. Our next award is going to be best gasp line. Ryan, what do you got for it? Uh. Okay, so there's a moment where they come up to a chain link fence, and there's a hole in it, mm-hmm. and they try to draw water dripping down, but it's thick and white, mm-hmm. and it looks like something else. And then they say, after it clearly looks like a thick white thing dripping down, mm-hmm. Cyclops says, looks like Bobby's handiwork. <laughs> and I gasped and gasped and gasped. I don't even funny. remember that happening. So well, amazing. I think we have two different minds. Yeah. yeah. Um, Caitlin, what do you got for it? Uh, I guess when it's very beginning, when we're in the room with the two guys and they're in 84 degrees mm-hmm. and and they're just like arguing about the humidity, not doing anything. They're like, we could turn the chiller on or something like that. And they mm-hmm. just don't. It's like, I guess because it's like, why are you still there? <laughs> turn the air on. It is nighttime. Why is it 84 degrees in this room? You never know. Sometimes you don't have access to the air conditioning. The and boss then, men lock it up, you know. I mean, Iceman does then cool it down a bit. They got it. They got an Iceman. <laughs> um, for this, I have um, just when, like, 
I think it's somebody questions why Cyclops hates Bobby Drake so much. And then that's this is Beast's moment to shine where he's just like, ah, it's surrogate, like father dynamic and unresolved issues of power. And I was like, but we're just putting it up there. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I guessed for him being so straightforward with it. Yeah. Uh, Colin, do you got one for this, or you just want to pick a winner? I gasped. Uh, I mean, even though I've I've seen the show and everything like that, but like I gasped when she's like, "Actually, not a real kidnapping. I'm just in love with this other dude." So yeah, deuces. I was like, was oh, "Savage!" But to Bobby Drake, I can't believe you've done this. It's it, he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. But not still, how could you? Yeah, poor Is that what little turns Bobby. Him gay? Is that how gay works? That's that's it. He just turned gay in that moment. Yeah, we've all had somebody walk out on us, fake a kidnapping, and we were you know like, what? "This is yeah. it." Okay. <laughs> this is it. Um, Colin, out of those ones, and remember, you can give yourself a point as well. Which one you want to go? It'd be with? weird, but you could. Uh, oh, that's tough. I think it was. Wait, Cassie, which one? Which one were you again? Sorry, I the can't surrogate remember who said which. father dynamic. That was it. Okay, was... I couldn't remember who said surrogate and who was talking about the other the the chiller thing. I, it's uh, the real surrogate. Quick, I was chilling. Mine yeah. was jizz dripping from a fence. If yeah, See, if you, Casey, it's not a gasp moment. That's 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 just a, like a knee slapper. You okay. know? That's a, that's you know a what? snaps moment. I'm gonna cover your fence with jizz and see if you gasp or not. <laughs> not not gasp. That's a gasm. Oh. One letter off. <laughs> so close. Like wordle, right? Just like Wordle. Like Wordle. <laughs> All right, let's go to best use of power. Colin, uh, you got anything? Oh, no, I won't start with you. You don't even know what that means yet. That would be rude of me. Caitlin? Yeah. What do you got for it? Okay, Bobby Drake does this cool thing, which I think all ice-powered people do, which is so fucking cool, where they make like an ice path and they can like, yeah. they yeah. fucking yeah. surf like they their own ice shit. path. And I'm like, every time, like Frozone and like The Incredibles, anytime a superhero with ice powers does this, it's the most legit thing ever. So yep. best use of power, gotta be Bobby Drake with his little ice man Would power. you ever yeah. get in a car again? <laughs> no, yeah. it'd be useless. It's so funny though because sometimes he goes so slowly with his little yeah. ice path. He's like, "Oh, I can't go any faster." And then other times, he's like, Rear! I'm like, "Whoa, put it's the all- put on the brakes, Bobby." Would you turn around though and have it come out of your butt? <laughs> That's yeah. just funny. That's yeah. classic Caitlin. <laughs> of course she would. That's so butt surfing. I would the butthole surfers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he does one spiral tube one time. Yeah, that was Ooh, a fun yeah. one. I was Good just shit. like, it looks like a fruit roll up, and I love this. Yeah, and uh, you make your own. He slide. is a fruit roll. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, for best use of power, I do have when. Um, Xavier, the one thing he does do to distract the army that comes after them the first time they go to get Bobby Drake, he does just summon kaiju with his mind. Big brood. <laughs> those are brood. Oh, they're brood. That's an alien oh. named the brood. And yeah, he's like, those broods are small. I'm going to make them big. And then he does. <laughs> what if they're just really big? And honestly, that's the best thing I've seen him do. And yeah. I respect that. Because mm-hmm. I think somebody says, like, why aren't you always doing that? Like, yeah. Why do yeah, we have to always- fight all the time? <laughs> you can always make those appear and people will run. Like, <laughs> do that. Um, Ryan, what do you got? My name is Ryan. Thank you for remembering. Yeah. Uh, mine is also Professor X. Oh? Yeah. It's when he says, you know, Scott, maybe we don't have to scream at people. We might be able to use the power of friendship. <laughs> and the be- I think the best power. I think we could all admit that our best power and Professor X's best power, the X-Men's best power, is friendship. It's friendship. That's touching. Colin, what do you got? <laughs> My, I mean, this is actually kind of uh, hearkening back to the previous part. I think the best use of power is Beast, but not with his strength, with his mind. Because that man is smart and is definitely like, hi, I'm going to do the therapy for everybody here. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he does drop that, like, you know, I, I'm not going to go through the whole scene again. But when he drops that thing about parental issues, I was like, damn, Beast. 
read them, read them like that. Like just the way he just drops that as if it's no big deal. I think that that's like, that shows that, yeah, sure. He could rip a man in half if he wants to, but he can also do it with his words. He can rip a man in half. He can quote Shakespeare or he can help some people resolve some emotional issues. Those are his powers. Right. Um, um, but I do think the winner is the ice powers because like, yeah! you know, you have to consider ice like powers. that was from like ep- episode issue one of X-Men was like the coolest thing they did. And, and then they continued it. Not the first time it was animated. Uh, we talked about how Spider-Man and his amazing friends right. were, were two friends that Spider-Man had never met before, which was Iceman. Who, mm-hmm. that's, how they, that's how they would travel. And then Firestar, a show or a character that was created for the show because fire is different than ice. Oh. Right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> is that deep, the huh? response? <laughs> Gasp moment. <laughs> Our next award is going to be LVP. Ryan, what do you got Jubilee, for Jubilee, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, okay. Everything you, she said. You know everybody else is going to come back and pick the right one for this. It's yeah. not Jubilee this episode, oh, Ryan. If, if it's, get ready. If it's who I think you're talking get about, I'm going to fucking... This show will be under protest, <laughs> and I will file even more paperwork than I already have. Um, Caitlin? Yeah. Who do you have for LVP? So I knew Jubilee was going to be like the first one to top people's minds, so I'm going with Lorna. And the oh. reason Lorna is the LVP is because she fucking had to fake her own death or like kidnapping just to get yeah just it is wrong girl and like it seemed like she could have been like bye i'm he i didn't take I, it too hard i think she could have had a heart to heart it with seems yeah. like she had an out and like it wasn't a situation where she had to fake her own kidnapping mm-hmm. it, she could have been like i'm not cool with you i is would like this you. Lorna's fault I'm not though, cool with she you. said i'm cool with having the normal life yeah. But she wasn't. Yeah. So she led Iceman into thinking that she was cool with that. And because of that, it left Iceman thinking, I, she's been kidnapped. I need to save her. And that's how this all started. So that's why uh, she did like, start bringing oh, up like this, is, an LVP. this yeah. is she did start bringing up like, hey, we could be doing more. And he was the one who was like, no, nah, I'm not listening to you. Fuck off. So it's not it's not then, fully her. I, well, I mean, she's like, then she could be like, no. You're you're on a different route than I am. Have fun with your and normal she did. accounting she faked life. a kidnapping to do that, okay? And some <laughs> of us are just more extra his, than others. She right. walked into his accounting office and he had flowers for her. <laughs> what else does a girl need? <laughs> he got her flowers. Um, LVP is, of course, guys, it's going to be Scott for throwing a little fucking tantrum because he wasn't the favorite fucking X-Men. It was hilarious. The whole, the whole episode. It was just like, but like he's crying over daddy the whole time and how daddy didn't like him. So. So um, I think Colin is probably on the same page. What do you have, Colin? Colin, I would yeah. choose. 100% Scott. Listen, I think it's this Scott, thing of Scott. we kind of know what to expect with Jubilee, right? Like, I don't think that, like, she's, she's any yeah. different than she has been in any other episode. And Scott just, like, does nothing in this episode except go, but, Dad, I want to be your favorite. Even Wolverine is, like, he says, a touch of overkill with that they're squinty when he, like, Squinty, squinty. <laughs> when when Cyclops blasts Bobby Drake, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's also this perfect camera move where uh, Scott's like fucking fuck Bobby Drake, and uh, Professor X, I think on like the telecom is like, well, you know, Scott, sometimes the the best leader is one who knows when to not lead, and then it slowly yeah. pans to Logan. And he's like, told you. <laughs> he's more like, I won't say I told you so, and I was like, fuck, fucking hell. <laughs> But still, Scott Summers MVP for life. Never. That's no. what my tattoo MVP says. For life. He that's couldn't what even overpower his own brother who has the same abilities. Like, you're he supposed to be nothing. so strong. And Havoc was like, hey, this is easy for me. Hey, you ain't shit is what yeah. that is. This is 
disgusting to me. This is beautiful. Colin, if you would like to pick a winner for this round. Do you know anti-Scott Summers people are Trump voters? <laughs> that seems like a Trump Well, argument. then, let's make the X-Men great again, because oh. it's definitely Cyclops is the winner here. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, let's go ahead and go to MVP, our final also, award. Sorry, real fast, just for the record, that was parody. I Yeah, no, no. <laughs> the X-Men are fine. <laughs> Our uh, listeners were in a rage because of what you said. So <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. Uh, Caitlin, MVP. Uh, MVP is going to be Wolverine because he smashed his alarm and every alarm deserves to be smashed. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, Wolverine, for doing the, doing the people's work. Out here. Mm-hmm. Doing the real people's work. Ryan, what do you got for it? Jamie Madrox. I know that he's not great here, but he is the best Marvel mutant character. Mm-hmm. Multiple man rules. He got taken out pretty easily as soon as they switched. Yeah. Uh, oh, real, real easy is what I would say. I mean, it, I don't think it was. I mean, he he like uh, flummoxed Wolverine, isn't that something? Is yeah. is how he looks on this? What he looks like in the comics? Because he seriously looks like Gambit colored differently. Mm. Uh, he it's lost different. the trench coat. Yeah. yeah, and he became a detective, and he opened a, dete- a mutant detective agency. It's pretty it's, dope. It's Lit. really good. Okay. <laughs> and like his like whole issues about like what does it mean to be yourself when you can make yourself again, and mm-hmm. like I love that guy. <laughs> Just, yeah, not in this episode, here. but I'm still going to pick him and lose the point. All right, it's it's better than you trying to argue argue for Scott. Scott Summers is the MVP of this episode. No, yikes! No. Um, definitely, I it's maybe it's just because he's kind of like the guest star, right? But Bobby is pretty fucking tight. Like mm-hmm. Iceman has great powers. He's a good character. I always enjoy him in comics and in cartoons, and kind of I guess in the movies he was all right. Um, so, uh, Iceman is my pick, but I feel like I can't pick, like choose my own answers as well, a guest. So too, right? it w- you can, you can 100% pick your own answers. Yeah. But that just feels biased. No, no, it just feels biased, you know? So, uh, I just feel like I'm kind of like the honorable mention kind of thing. Right. Uh, I do think though, Wolverine is to smash, me, Wolverine smash, is smash. typically the MVP of everything X-Men. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely okay. Goodbye, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, thanks is for having gonna, me. He's fully under protest because it wasn't Scott, and he didn't win that, so he's out of here. But going to our opponent, Toidles, he's, okay. he, Totals, he also goodbye for real. Toidles, thanks for coming back for that. Um, but yeah, he is also leaving because he didn't win. He only got one point, and Caitlin, me and you tied with two points. Whoa-hoo-hoo. Colin, I feel like you should at least got a point out of there. You threw some good ones in there. Thank but you. As a, as a good host, you didn't give yourself any points. Um, but you guys, that's it. That's all for this episode, which means it's only time for ads, what everybody loves to listen to. Caitlin, do you know... Can you tell me about some websites? Yeah, you should go to yourpopfilter.com. That's your place where you can find some blogs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you should also go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon, okay. where you should do all your Amazon shopping. Because Amazon.com slash yourpopfilter. I think that's wrong. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> try them both. Let's see what <laughs> Just I'm- go to both. Try to buy from both. And If you go to yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon, there's a cool little link that'll bring you right to the Amazon store. So every little bit of your Amazon purchase goes to your pop filter and helps fund the show yeah we also got a patreon yeah patreon.com slash your pop filter fuck yeah look at you nailed that give money please give money please <laughs> um we also have some other shows on the network we got movie of the year where they battle it out try to figure out the best movie of every year they're currently going through um century of the year figuring stuff out figuring the best out 
not Sedgry. It's like I haven't even been on that show. Ryan should have stayed for this. <laughs> Colin, tell us about the shows. How can people find you? Uh, so I do two shows currently. I do Myth Takes, which is a TTRPG actual play podcast. Um, both of you have shown up in episodes of, by the way. Yeah. Um, and it's very fun. Uh, it's, uh, an actual play podcast. Like I said, currently season one is going through, uh, the game monster of the week. Uh, and season one is actually coming to a close pretty soon. Like we're, uh, ending the last arc in a couple of weeks that, uh, leads into like the end game, not like the Avengers end game, but like, you know, like it leads (laughs) into like the finale essentially. Um, like we're coming up to like everyone's big moments, basically. Uh, and then I also do Timeline Scavengers, which your pop filter has been on a few episodes of. Uh, and so which one is that? Is it Timeline is Scavengers? Scavengers. Scavengers. Yeah. Um, so Timeline Scavengers is an MCU podcast. It's going through uh, the MCU and uh, putting it in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. And it's great because they put out 23 movies in 11 years. And then they said, hey, what if we put out 23 new projects in the course of three years? So that show will literally end before, uh, sorry, that show will end after I end. So there's definitely going to be a second or third generation of hosts for that show, which is uh, pretty great. That show's going to, you know, follow me to my grave and I appreciate it very much. Um, and you can find all of those shows and other shows like Unnatural 20s and Spooky Spouses and et cetera, et cetera, at scavengersnetwork.com. You can take a listen to uh, an episode like a little, a little media player in the website and check out all the shows. Um, and also, you can follow me on Twitter if you want to, at Colin M. Parker, uh, just to find out more about the shows that I work with and on. And you should go check all those out. They're fantastic, uh, especially on Natural 20 as well. <laughs> if I were to hear of a podcast, that one really sparked my interest. And I would want to I would want to definitely listen to Unnatural 20s. It's a great my, show. My favorite podcatchers. Catchers. Unnatural 20s. Your Pop Filter is also on social media. It's at Your Pop Filter. We also got an email if you want to reach out that way. we get It's a contact at Your Pop Filter. If you want to send us um, how much Cyclops hates as your cyclops hate mm-hmm. send it through yeah email. please we'd do. love to read that we'd hey cc that. me on that if you can yeah. you want to drop it the email that could be cc'd on that one just uh cyclops yeah sucks. scavengers network to, uh at gmail.com <laughs> just throw that one in there it's easier than my personal one my personal one's long as hell that's, that's a business one that needs to be added to that email uh yeah. next week we got a big episode because we are going to be talking about the season finale of legends of tomorrow Whoa! and possibly the return of mike for that possibly series finale and possibly mike and ryan just crying for a full hour so um be sure to tune in for that for mike i'm ryan for ryan i am caitlin for caitlin i am colin and for colin i am me bye everyone <laughs>